Welcome to the Shoot in the Cube podcast, the podcast that's hotter than your competition cooker and your first wife. We'll be talking barbecue and more with one of the top pitmasters in the game. Get ready for juicy tips, saucy tricks, and sizzling stories that'll leave you hungry for more. Let's start shooting the cube. Here's your host, Heath Riles. Good, how are you? Well, I'm as good as I can be after leaving South Haven Spring Fest, our, our local barbecue contest for the year. As good as you can be, what happened? Well, as some of my friends know already, I took 27th place, and it's nobody's fault but my own. Um, let's just recap Spring Fest real quick. First off, we started off Thursday, uh, you know, had great weather, and we left here at the office after filming a couple podcasts with some friends, went and cooked some crawfish and some shrimp, and had a good time, drank a few cold beers, knocked that back, and then Friday, of course, it rained non-stop all day and so we got down there and trimmed those ribs out and we kind of left and went home and didn't come back till saturday morning and um and sometime in the mix of that saturday morning in my head i had it i was going to light my pit and put my ribs on by 7 30 and that number should have been 6 30 not 7 30 so my ribs didn't come off the grill until about you know, 15, 20 minutes before it was time to build a, start building a blind box. So That's definitely not the normal routine. No, that's not the no normal routine, and it, I just kind of slipped. Uh, and so my ribs were tender, but they were not where they needed to be. And the score sheet from the four judges said tenderness is dead on the money, not where they needed to be. So I guess for Memphis in May, I guess I better get my shit together. So did you, when you turned them in, did you feel like it was that bad off? Did you know? You usually know, I feel like. Well, I mean, I said all along, I wish that I had longer rest time. They were kind of tender, but they didn't pull all the way off the bone when I was trying them in the trailer and making the blind box. So, I mean, I kind of had, I'm not going to say indication, but I wasn't as happy as I normally am. I didn't have those fuzzy feeling in my gut. But, you know, I thought the flavor was good and the judges liked the flavor, but it was just a tenderness, so, you know, kind of is what it is, but it'll be all right. I mean, but one of the main things is Saturday morning when I realized that, you know, it's time to put ribs on, and at 7 o'clock after I'd lit my pit about 6.30, I realized I didn't have any competition rub, actually, that I had left the competition rub here at the office and grabbed the other box that I had of supplies. Because we just got that new barbecue trailer and was in a rush with weather and work and everything to get it loaded. And uh, so that was another small mistake I made was leaving my rub here. But luckily, Shane from Damn Yankee Barbecue, one of the teams we sponsor, had a few bottles of my comp rub to get me started until one of uh, Mary Grace got there. I called her, and she was coming out to gather some social content that morning, one of our employees, and she swung by here and got it. And uh, and so I did get lucky on that mix too. So I was I was really not in tune the whole contest. Let me say that it just wasn't the tenderness on the ribs. It was a little bit of that too. So you gotta get your act together. Are you cook? You're not cooking anymore before Memphis. Well, besides practice at home, I know. But like contest wise, well, we don't have any before Memphis in May, do we? No, well, there's some contests coming up, but yeah, we're not gonna cook them just because we have Blaine's graduation coming up. That's true. You know, and then the week before, I think we have something with school with Blaine. And 
That's um, his graduation. His graduation. And Mother's well, Day is that weekend as well. Yeah, and then the week before that, you know, it's fastly approaching. There's a contest, but I think we've got uh, a That's fundraiser to yeah, go we to. we have some other stuff. So, no, it'll just be rolling right into Memphis in May, unfortunately. Uh, you well, know. at least you got this out of the way, hopefully. No more errors like that for Memphis in May. Well, you know, they always say that jinx is at South Haven if you – if you do good at South Haven, they say you're never going to do good at Memphis in May. And you've heard that for many, many years. And last year we took a fourth at, at Spring Fest, and we done well at Memphis in May. And uh, and I don't know if that's the case or if it's true or if it's just, you know, some people saying that. I actually saw on my memories this morning on Facebook that it was, I guess today since I posted it, was seven years ago today that you won – the KCBS and the MBN at Springfest that year. It's been seven years ago, according to Facebook. Well, I did not realize that. Yep. That's I didn't realize it had been that long. I guess time flies. Golly, that seven years ago, really. Yeah, there's pictures on my on my memories today showing me and you with all those trophies. Uh that's I guess was that the was that the first contest you did that at or was it can't remember. Uh, yes, it was. Okay, I had been to Galax and won the reserve, reserve, but not both grands and the grand. And uh, that was the July before, and then we come yeah. back that April and won both, both grands. Yeah, in South Haven. And yes, and uh, we had two one eighties that day, as I recall, too in KCBS. I don't remember what categories. Well, I, if I rem- remember correctly, I think one in the picture we had. I think definitely like a first place brisket banner or something. So that might, I, I don't know for sure. But so I brisket do and ribs? I can't say for sure. I, I have to go was. back and look at the picture. I didn't look I think that it was. Long. And the only reason I say that, we only finaled in MBN ribs that day. I remember that because we had packed everything up. Even the cooker, you remember that? And we had to unload it to do rib finals with. And we judged on the awning because we had took the tents up and all. Yeah. And because um, I remember some of the finals judges now that you're, Thinking at my head. Oh, you remember way more than me. I do. I remember one of them. I remember Dalton Pittman was a finals judge that day. Oh, okay. Just because oh. he was younger. I do remember I, that I, now that you say that. that. I do. I do remember that. Yep. Seven years ago. Wow. Uh, you really according making me put on thinking hat. According to Facebook, that's what it said. Well, you can't believe you read it. You can't believe everything you read on the internet. But you do. <laughs> you believe everything. I don't believe everything. Yeah, a lot. I don't believe there's oceanfront property in Arizona. You don't. You sure? Because George said it, so it must be true. (laughs) Well, you know, talking about Springfest and us winning those contests and all that, another team kind of since we quit cooking KCBS there has kind of took over roots and Drew from Razor Racks has totally just dominated that contest for four years in a row now on the KCBS side. Yeah. He has had some hell of some cooks, I mean, over there. And then Brandon Norman with um, Memphis Original Barbecue. Uh, I do believe someone said that was his first reserve grand championship on the KCBS side that oh, he wow. won. Uh, so that was real good. And, of course, always seeing, um, you know, Janky Leg there and, and some of my other friends, Carrie Chastain, come in and cooked, oh, of Carrie. course. You know, it's a sponsor team with us. Um, I feel like I didn't get to walk around much and see everybody. With the rain and then just kind of put a damper on it. Well, it was so rain and coldy on Friday when we normally cold. do that type of stuff. I mean, we were 
out there late Thursday with the crawfish. How many teams total were even there? I didn't ever hear the final count. Did you? For I think it was 75 total because it was 55 MBN, but some of them cooked the dual. And I know there's not been like 75 lots out there, and I think they were full, or 73 maybe because two dropped out at the end. It was something yeah, something to that effect. But 73 teams total, which was a good good contest, yeah, I would say. Good size for sure. At least it was on pavement. That's what matters. It was. It's just getting to the pavement, depending where you park it there, there is kind of tricky. Well, and for people that don't know about South Haven Spring Fest, that used to be a complete mud fest where you had to cook the contest at. And <laughs> now they've kind of paved that and put in RV electricity and everything nice. like that, which is really nice around the amphitheater. But parking is in the pecan orchard is what they call it. And we had, was it about two inches of rain? I don't Maybe that know. Thursday or more, two and a half inches. It was on Friday, not Thursday. Friday, I mean. But yeah, it, it rained all day on and off. And let's just say there were many people that got towed, stuck in the mud. And I know me for one, um, I had to lock it in four wheel drive, but uh, luckily I had a pair of rubber boots in my truck. And uh, I drove all the way up, clean to the gate and made it. And and there's lots of other parking there. It's just that's probably the most convenient place. So. It is. You just have to walk from the ball fields, which yeah, is about kind a, of far. Yeah, but. about three quarters of a mile. You know, so. Um, you know, and that's the big thing about South Haven. You know, it's going to rain every year. You know what you're kind of in for when April gets here. Unfortunately, April showers bring May flowers. Well. Talking about May, I mean, Memphis and May is right around the corner. Are you excited? Uh, kind of. I, I always feel it's like a love-hate relationship with Memphis and May. I, I do love it. I get to We get to see people we don't get to see, but maybe once a year, and it's just a lot of prep work, I guess. And then once it gets here, it's just like over and gone so quick, it seems like. Like you're preparing for it months in advance even. And then weeks and days, and then you get to see your friends, and, and then it's just over. Yeah, and I don't know. We've got so much going on this year. We need to – it's time to start. We're, we're a few weeks out now, and we got to get, get everything loaded and get it ready to go and get trailers staged and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so are you going to change anything on your rib for Memphis? I mean, clearly the timing, I know. But as far as, like, the flavor, were you happy with it? Anything you're going to change there? I was happy with the flavor. I caught one nine in flavor and the rest tens, you know. And so one judge, Miss Skewen, I'm not going to change a recipe for that one judge. Yeah. Um, I do think that tenderness was a game. But I changed up my cooking style a little bit at South Haven. So a lot of people knows I just swapped to an outlaw BFO, you know, last year. And that's a big cooker, you know, 30-inch pipe, 10-foot long, a huge firebox feeding hickory wood and roll oak charcoal. And I've never run water in that cooker. I've always yeah. just run dry heat and maybe like a pan right by the firebox, right? Right. Well, it rained so much, it put a lot of water in the pit, and we kind of measured and all that, well, we end up leaving 10 gallons of water in the cooker. Gosh, that's a lot. Well, I can tell you, leaving that 10 gallons of water in the cooker did slow down the cook. I didn't have to spritz within the first 30 minutes like normally. Mm -hmm. uh, I had to wait an hour, but the color was so much better. 
Um, it seems like that the ribs cooked a little more even from the front to the back of the cooker and from end to end. Uh, I mean, the gauges were reading 300 both ends, but, you know, you still have a few hot spots in the chamber here and there. Um, but that water really helped with that, but it was really amazing at the color to me, and so I'm going to adjust my cooking times to that color. I felt like that it had done it so much better, and um, and just coming out of the butter bath and wrap, everything just looks so much you know, cleaner of a presentation of a rib for me. So I am going to keep with that, but I do have to make an adjustment on my timing. And that was the first time cooking on that cooker, right? Like not that style cooker i know you've cooked on that style but not that specific one no i've cooked on it at the house i practice with it you weren't that's right i've cooked uh, some pork belly on it prime rib cooked some rib recipes so but yeah you're right but for comps i hadn't cooked on it but three other times that was it gotcha i mean but if you run one stick burner you kind of run them run a lot of them especially with an outlaw there's not much to them all you gotta do is chunk it and get that air air airflow just right you're pretty solid all the way through. It it cooks pretty even. So, so I've heard. So you've heard. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the water thing's really the only thing that kind of hung me up. So, I mean, I'm gonna keep with that change, but I hope it's a good change. Maybe do a practice run again. Make sure you like it. Well, I'm gonna do a practice run on Thursday at Memphis in May. We always That's right. do. We talked I'll, about that. I'll run a full contest run to be 110 percent and so on both pits this time you know prelims and final ribs uh, go ahead and cook for finals just you know i'm anticipating it and uh so part i don't think that you said this if you did i missed it you said that i I know in my mind but how long do you normally like for your ribs to be able to rest at least a minimum an hour if not longer I'm not scared to go an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. I mean, I feel like the longer they can sit there, the more, you know, they can absorb and yeah. and just suck in that butter bath, more flavor. Yeah. Feels like a softer bark almost, what I'm shooting for. Yeah. I know that we usually at least did it for at least an hour, but I didn't know that was exactly what you were shooting for or something different. I mean, I feel like we need to go an hour and a half almost since we've changed the cooking time to 300 instead of 275. But, I mean, it just kind of, you know, depends. What are you looking forward to most at Memphis in May? Just being there in general or? I mean, being there in general and seeing everybody. But Thursday morning, you know, around 930, we're going to host a Bloody Mary and Mimosa Bar for anybody that's out at Memphis in May then. And coffee. And coffee. Don't forget. I mean, and that is something we're doing in conjunction with Yeti, and we're going to be giving away 100 tumblers, um, you know, or glasses anyway, uh, certain cups uh, to make the Bloody Marys and mimosas in. So a- anybody out there that wants to come and, and get them a cup. and Well, and it's for um, charity. Also. It is. You make a donation to charity, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're going to have uh, it all be – we won't take any cash. Everything will be like right. a QR code. QR code. You kind of scan and donate, and it all goes to a fund that we don't control and we don't do. It's just going for better cause. And we've got some different charities picked out, uh, and you kind of kind of pick what you uh, what you want to give to. I believe. No. <laughs> oh, did we end up deciding? Uh, I think Yeti 
told us that ours would be hogs for a cause. Okay. Uh, unless they changed their mind, but the last we met with them, that's what they told us for in our booth. Because I think they're doing this at a few people's booths, and I think they're trying to do each booth a different cause or yeah. different charity, basically. And they told us that ours would be hogs for a cause. So. That's right. That's right. So one is going to be held at the shed, I believe. Yeah. Correct. And one event is going to be held at Tuffy Stone's tent. Mm-hmm. And one event is going to be held at the big man himself, Chris Lilly's tent. Yeah. And then us. And so it'll be uh, four of us, and I think two of them are going to be morning time things around 930 or so, and then the rest of them are going to be like an evening time happy hour, the other two. I think so. Around two or three in the afternoon for the others. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Spread so. out through different days. Spread out Thursday and Friday. Is it just Thursday and Thursday Friday? Thursday and Friday, it or is. whatever God decided on that. But, you know, talking about a Bloody Mary bar, mm-hmm. that's something I know you're going to help me with and all that. We've got big plans to to lay out a nice spread of a Bloody Mary bar. And what's some of the things you like to see, in, you know, on a Bloody Mary bar? Oh, gosh. Um, I like pickled okra. I'm a big okra person. Well, you got to have bacon, you yeah, know. I mean, a lot of people do it, but, you know the shrimp and the bacon and the sliders and some people even put ribs in there these days i mean i guess it's just however big you want to do it well you know we're gonna do it big we ain't from we're not gonna play around we're gonna do it big now we don't do nothing small here are you gonna we haven't even talked about this do you have a favorite bloody mary mix are we gonna make our own we're gonna use a pre-made one are you undecided You know, I do have a favorite Bloody Mary mix, you know, a semi-favorite. I mean, I'm, of course, always favorable to Jimmy Loves. I mean, I've loved that Bloody Mary mix for years. Uh, U-Bond's Bloody Mary mix, always like U-Bond's Bloody Mary mix, especially when it was homemade before Mr. Gary was making it. I know, those were good. Those were the glory days of barbecue there. Um, And then we had to get a U-Bond special going on, you know, a little bit of Jim Bean and Mm, all that. A little much for me. No, it's good. Good for you. Uh, you know, but talking about it, I think we'll at least do probably 15 little items you can stick in a Bloody Mary between pickles and okra and bacon and olives, shrimp and cocktail, olives, cheeses. Knows? Cheese, yeah. You know, who knows what else. I might have throw some whole birds up on there. Some what? Birds? Yeah. You know, you haven't seen whole chicken sticking out of a Bloody Mary? I think I've seen pictures. That'd be pretty cool about a whole a- chicken sticking out of a Bloody Mary, wouldn't it? Sure. I mean, I think it would be. That at least some Cornish hands. You right? gotta if you drink that bloody Mary, you gotta eat the whole chicken too. I don't know if I could eat a whole chicken anymore. I probably used to could. That's a lot. It is a lot. Depends if it's a small bird or a big bird. You could put like I don't know, like you said, a, a Cornish hen on there or what's smaller than that. <laughs> you put like a quail on there or something. Hey, speaking <laughs> of quail, I gotta go get those quail out of the cooler. I know. Uh, you know, left over. Uh, I think that Bloody Mary Bar is going to be a good time, though, Thursday. And so really looking forward to it. I mean, I hope that uh, everybody kind of enjoys the setup that we do there. You know, and talking about the setup, we're going to be carrying two trailers with us, a bar, you know, cooker. I think we've got a 20 by 30 tent going up, uh, carpet, you know, decorations. Yeah, I know your sign, and I'm sitting here thinking about the dates now of when load-in is and all that and getting all this stuff coincided. It's a lot. It's always a lot, but that's just 
this time of year, it's what it is. Yeah, you're right. It is. But I'm looking forward to it. I didn't get to go, but I think I went like a day and a half last year because we had just had the baby. So I didn't get to see a lot of people, didn't get to be there for long, but the time I was there was good. So, Well, what do you enjoy the most about Memphis in May? Just seeing everybody that, you know, the people we don't get to see but once a year. I look forward to seeing, like, Mo and Bob and just all those different people, the shed. I mean, we don't get to see all those people. The Yeti people, Leanne. Gosh, I haven't seen Leanne in years, and she's actually coming this year. I'm looking uh, forward to seeing her. I know. I can't believe she's actually getting away from work long enough. <laughs> she stays so busy. Well, it is it is work for her. I mean, well, yes, it is, but you know what I mean. Yeah, so... And that's what you said you look forward to when I asked you. I mean. I do. I mean, seeing all the people and just, I mean, now it's turned into seeing a lot of fans and people coming by the booth and all that. We don't have the time that we used to. I think that we, that's kind of one of the, I'm not going to say problems we've run into, but it's been a, um overwhelming response of our products out, you know, yeah. nationwide about people you know, just brand recognition in general, wanting to come by and tell us their experiences with our products and and what all they cook and how they like them and use them. And same goes for barbecue teams and stuff. So I spend a majority of my time talking to people and networking. And, I mean, that's just me. I take the opportunity to kind of talk to a ton of people down there. Yeah. It's always. I am looking forward to it being back on the river this year because last year it wasn't. Um, so this year it will be. I do feel like that gives it a whole different feel. Um. I don't know, just kind of part of it, being downtown with the water beside you. I don't know, just makes it a good atmosphere. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad it's back on the river this year. I don't know if that's going to be in lingo for the next years to come. Yeah. You know, they're making oh. such a big deal out of it. Uh, not Memphis in May, but the River Parks Commission. And I don't know. You better kind of get your feel of it this year. Is what I'm feeling. I don't. I may be wrong when I say that, but I don't know the. Uh, I'm like you, the the ambiance of the river uh, being there. And, you know, Tiger Lane was nice, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But um, the river is something. The only thing that's bad about the river is the walk. That's about it. That's true. It is uh, for anybody that's ever been there, the, the hill. I mean. The hill is rough. I mean, it is depending on, you know. But this year we're in the other end of the park, so. I've never experienced that. I feel like we've never not, I mean, you may have before I came along, but I feel like we've always kind of been towards one end, like the inch, the main entrance end for you're, us. You're exactly right. We all always have been that way. Mm -hmm. And so now being on the other end of it, I really don't know where we're going to park at, you know, kind of up in that parking lot, kind of, um, kind of comes off right there on, uh, was that Monroe? Yeah. Uh, where it hangs to the left. Uh, there's not a lot of parking there, so I don't really know how that's going to work out unless we just walk the whole mile down, and that's probably what's going to happen from the top of the hill. Well, walking down's not bad. It's walking to leave and go home when you're tired. Yeah, when you've been on your feet all day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we'll make it. I mean, yeah, we will. It's going to be some long days, but I'm sure it'll be okay. I'm anxious to see. I haven't. I don't know what it looks like down there at all since they've redone uh, i mean i've seen a little bit of footage on like on tv on the news but 
anxious to just see what it looks like and how it's going to be different compared to other years. Well, they sent a thing actually on an email saying that you had to kind of stay on the sidewalks and everything. You know, the grass is kind of new right now and hadn't took a hold. So you can imagine what a lot of that's going to be like the landscaping and trying to back heavy trailers and equipment and the stuff. And oh gosh, I don't, I'm kind of scared of how all that's going to turn out for Memphis in May. And I hope this, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's all a lot of, uh, hope everybody can properly drive their trailers. I feel like I've seen a few along the way that, that shouldn't be backing those trailers in, but I guess that happens. Got to learn somehow. Well, I think that they're kind of wanting you to drop it on the pavement this year and let them back it in the spaces with the, the equipment to keep from vehicles from tearing it up. I hope but. they have some extra equipment because sometimes it takes a while, which I know they're busy. I'm not saying that. They just take. Well, they're loading while. in on zones this year. You're not, you just can't go get in line and just wherever you're at in a park. If you're, oh, if okay. you don't have, you have a certain zone, so they're only letting so many teams, the way I'm understanding it, in on your area at a time so other teams don't flood you and you only have so long to unload and get out of there. Which I agree with. You know, the problem with Memphis in May is people bring their truck in and they've yeah. got only got a little bit in their truck and then they try to squeeze it beside their booth and leave it there and then nobody can get by. Yeah. And so it's not running people out of the park, but you need to move your vehicle once you unhook. Yeah, you need to respectful. unload it as fast as you can, dump it out. You can come back and organize it later. Uh, you know, just get your vehicle out of the park and let the next person in to unload. I mean, everybody wants to get unloaded and get their tent set up. Well, I hope they do the same thing when it's time to break down because that's where sometimes that's an issue too. Well, the breakdown part, I'm not nearly concerned about living here. We'll go back sure. down and get our stuff on Monday or Tuesday at the latest. I'm not, uh, I never fight that fight. I let them have it on Sundays. I don't, it's sad to say, but I don't care about the $150 garbage can deposit. I don't go back to the park on Sunday to turn in a garbage can. Uh, it's in the park. It's in my booth. They take it every year, and uh, I lose my 150 bucks. but it's better than going and sitting down there all day on Sunday. We go home, and I just pack up before I leave on Saturday and lock my trailers up and leave them sitting there. We usually go down on Sunday a little bit, try, I mean, if we have to. We used to. We didn't last year at all. True. I mean, or the year before. Oh. So kind of changed that up. I mean, just simply because we had everything packed up and we didn't have to, you know, get anything out, per se, but the two trailers. Yeah. So. It's probably the biggest biggest one out of all of them, I guess, that we do, right? That I think. I mean, as far as equipment-wise yeah. and all that, yeah. I mean, even going to Kansas City to the Royal, we don't yeah. carry anything like that no. at all. I mean, we don't do Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo yet or anything like that. I do want to make it there one day been trying for a long time i think i've put it on my calendar for next year for next february i mean february what i don't remember mm. i think it's near the end of february if i'm not mistaken mm. it's not near our anniversary honey calm down i'm just asking i mean it wouldn't be the first anniversary or birthday you've spent at a barbecue contest would it no but many many years my birthday was always um newton mississippi barbecue contest or NBBQA. Or NBBQA, yes. And that was an every year occurrence for about 10 years straight. Yep. One of those. Wow. Well, well, that's kind of the recap of Memphis in May and Spring Fest of what we've got going on. And uh, I know we're keeping it short and sweet today. And uh, I Big guess it's time to go get prepared for everything now, get everything loaded up. Hopefully get some good people coming in while they're out. Uh, from out of town for podcast too while they're 
Yeah, I mean, we've got I've got a few people wrote down, and and nobody's kind of given me an attentive of if they can what day they can yeah. get in here yet, just simply because they don't know the the load in like right, you said of, of Memphis in May. So we'll see how it goes, and uh, hopefully we can get some recorded. Why some of the bigger names are in Memphis here, and all that. We haven't done any video chats yet with anybody. We will be coming up. We've had so many opportunities to bring people in house to to film. It's been pretty good so far. So, well, everybody, I'm glad y'all joined in today and watched us. And uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow along with your friends. Uh, you know, we're going to keep on shooting the queue, talking about a little barbecue, and uh, just carrying on. So, until next time, we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Shooting the Queue podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. Until next time, keep shooting the queue.